Welcome to the Kim and Aaron Unleashed podcast. We are back at you from Peru. Group two just arrived. And on this podcast, we are going to talk about how I got my first ever tattoo, which is crazy, and how Kim and I pulled a flip mode and went from Boulder to Bali in a matter of a night. Okay, so Lots whoa. To talk about. Okay, we're sitting in the same place that we did the podcast from last week, but yeah. I feel like we're in like a totally different place, vibe, a different mm-hmm. space. So much has happened. Uh, like you said, group two for the Travses adventure trip just arrived. Yeah. Which is so crazy. Like we're literally about, we are in it now, mounting up to do all the hiking and all the things all over again with this new group of people. And it's funny because like we just got done with group one, you know, we had a six day turnaround basically. Mm-hmm. And we had such an incredible experience with group one. It was hard to imagine like ever doing this again with someone else because you're just like, it was so perfect. Mm-hmm. But now group two coming in and like you're getting to know the new people and the energy and the vibes. And we're like, this is going to be great. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it's funny because just to elaborate a little bit on what Kim said, it's basically in full transparency. There's that six day lag where you're just like, we're going to do this again. Like, OMG, like this is crazy. And like the energy, the build up, and then everybody just arrived today and you feel their excitement and it's going to be a completely different experience. Right. Because it's... Right. It's not... The thing is, is like, it's not like, oh, we're just like getting together with another group of people to go do something. It's like, we're getting ready. We're with a new group of people to go hike the Inca Trail again, yeah. which is not an easy feat. It's yeah. not like a walk in the park. So it's like gearing your mind up mentally. And like the last couple of days, I haven't been feeling well. And I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like... I just, I don't know if I can do this, like, again, and so with everybody coming in now, it just gives you that surge of energy, and yeah, it was like a completely different vibe, I'm like, okay, gear up, here we go, and you just, I don't know, it shifts, it just, I feel a little bit better. Good. Um, lots of prayers. Prayers, naps, lots of medicine, which I love, because you can just walk to a pharmacy here, and I'm like explaining how I'm feeling like I have my throat kind of hurts and just whatever and I just run through and she gives me like all this stuff and probiotics and vitamin C it's It's like four dollars I'm like this is amazing okay well just to put a little break here for anyone who is new here welcome to the podcast we are your host Kim and Aaron Uh, we are healthcare travelers turned entrepreneurs who also do adventure trips through our newest company Trevcest which we have backpacks that you can check out on Amazon, soon to be on imtravses.com, which we are really excited about. We are building a all-in-one spot to learn everything about Travcest. I'm really glad you brought that up because we like never introduce ourselves. We're just like, uh, here we go. This yeah. <laughs> here so here we are. Okay. Yeah, kind of our personality. It's kind of just how we roll. We just get into it. Okay, so... Today, what we want to talk about, so we had this like really cool moment that happened on our first hike that ended up turning into a tattoo bonanza, basically. 
Um, and so, yeah, Aaron got his first tattoo, but it's kind of like the meaning behind it is what sparked so much uh, energy behind like everybody wanting to also get it. And then getting into how we went, we thought we were going to Boulder, Colorado from here. You and taking a contract. I was taking a contract in Boulder, Colorado. And literally within an hour at dinner, that turned into us booking a flight to Bangkok en route to Bali. So we're going to kind of unpack all of that on this episode. Yeah. No, it's exciting. I The story behind the tattoo is, is awesome. And then what makes it even better is the first group, basically, everybody... Minus a couple. Aaron's people. looking at me. I am. I'm t- I've, I really want to do it, but I'm scared. Have the tattoo. And I, I do have some things to share about that. I feel like my my podcast, my share. Perfect. That. That's what it's here for, bro. <laughs> Unleashed. Even though like we haven't changed the name, it still traps us. But I love that you continuously introduce it as Unleashed. People because are like, is, is this the right podcast? It is Unleashed. Sure. It is. Our designer is creating a really cool thing for us. And I'm just letting him do his thing. <laughs> Oh. Pause, Anna. please. It's probably Jesus. Our hot water ran out. Damn it, Jesus. <laughs> Bad timing. Yeah, that was funny because right before this podcast, so we're going to dinner tonight with everybody, and I'm like, ah, oh, like I took a little nap. I'm feeling a little better. I just want to go take a hot shower, wash my hair, all the things. I get like butt naked, ready to jump in, and well, I hear the water running, and then it just turns off, and I'm like, Uh-oh. yeah, absolutely not one ounce of hot water, not one drop. So I was like, crap. So I just threw back on my clothes, and then apparently that's why they just called to say what, check it in 15 minutes. Yeah, we're in the presidential suite, so I feel like that should never happen. Yeah, give me my hot shower, yeah. man. Okay, so do you want me to tell the story behind, like the lead up, and then you can kind of get into. Yeah. just kind of how it even happened yeah. go okay because it's a funny story so we and if you follow us on instagram story i kind of like talked about it a little bit so you might already know a little bit of the backstory and if you don't then you should at kim and aaron g so and i'm travis and i'm travis do that i know i know we need to to up that game over there okay so as you know, or what we've shared, we hiked the Inca Trail to Machu Picchu, right? Machu Picchu is the end destination. So, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back last week. We just dish on all things that hike and the whole experience. So we're four days in the grind, hiking our dicks off, right, to get to Machu Picchu. And so on our final day, the grand finale is you hike through what they call the sun gate, okay? And as you enter the sun gate, you get your first glimpse of Machu Picchu from the trail, right? So not like with all the other tourists and all the things like in the actual area of Machu Picchu. From the Inca Trail, it's such a moment. It's such a vibe. It's supposed to be this like, you know... um, uh, I was going to say cathartic, but what the climax, right? Of like, ah, you it is, made it. It is like, honestly, the special thing for people that hike the Inca Trail. Right. right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the one special thing you get before you go into Machu Picchu. Yeah, like other people who just see Machu Picchu don't get to experience actually going through the no, sun they gate. they just get to look up at it. Right. So it's this whole build up, this whole vibe, this whole moment, Okay. 
So, you know, we wake up at 3.30 we, to kind of get there, start our hike. The goal is to get there at sunrise. That did not happen. Um, but so we go, go, go. And the last little bit is what they call like Inca stairs, right? It's just like these very narrow, very steep stone stairs. Like they are a biatch to go up and go down, especially if you have big feet like oh, Mr. Yeah. Pep, because yeah. <laughs> your feet like don't fit it on the stairs, fit basically. My heel. That was it. Yeah. So we hike all the way up our last stretch of Inca stairs, right? We're like, last, like, last grind, guys, like, last summit, like, here we go. And we walk through the sun gate, and literally, it was the clouds were so dense and so thick. You couldn't even see like your hand in front of your face, let alone that moment you're supposed to see Machu Picchu in all her glory. So we all walk through and we're like, cool. Like, we're like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, we made it. And then I'm like, I have to pee. And then I like go try to find like a little place to pee. I get to go. And then all the other girls had to go. So we kind of formed this line. And then the ranger came over and, and like somebody got in trouble like mid tinkle. So then nobody else could go. So now everyone's standing there like having to tinkle in their pants and um, no Machu Picchu. Except Joe just went down the thing and they didn't say anything. Yeah, it's easy when you have a penis and you can just whip it out in secret. We have to like, you know, get on like all four or not all fours, but... <laughs> We are like squad and we have to, you know, it's a whole thing we have to get into. So anyways, that was our, our moment of coming through the sun gate. I will say to that though, not one person said a word, right? Every, not said a word, but nobody was negative. Everybody was just like, wow, we did it guys. Like it was just a magical moment of just like crossing through that sun gate. It was like running through a finish line of a marathon. A hundred percent. Literally like, so you can feel that crossing that tape. You know, and it's like that magical feeling. Yeah. And everybody was just in it. You and know, even though it did feel a little like, all right. It was anticlimactic. And because, again, we were kind of expectation thinking we were going to have this whole moment. But it was it was cool because everyone was like, awesome, guys. Like, we did it. Like, how amazing. What a journey we were on. And then we ended up going and, like, laying out ponchos on the ground because everything was wet, too, because it's, like, dense fog you know it's it's moist it's whatever and we're like let's just sit here we'll have a snack and we'll see we'll take a break and we'll see if the clouds part but like it was just everyone was super chill about it i will say too there was one part that we didn't mention in the last one that sets the tone for that day we woke up at 3 30 like you said we were all piled in it was literally like a horse race like the gates open and everybody's taking off to get that like first view of machu picchu and we had our group, like we said, we had the slower hikers and then we had like a quicker group and we kind of just all kept that, you know, pace going through. But on that last day, <coughs> remember Kinley and Patty led the pack? Hell to the motherfucking, crushed, yeah. Rushed it. They were just like on point and Patty was our little like, uh, not little, but the, the blind man walking, like the whole time we've been laughing about it like ever since. But he like led the pack. Kinley was right behind him. Well, we just set a really good pace to get there. And we were the second group to arrive. So, right. Because, like, the thing is, this is the vibe. Okay. To put context around that. Patty and Kinley were part of the, the slower hiker. So, they were always in the back. And as a side note, one thing that really inspired us and one thing that we loved about Patty was that he always had his pace. Mm -hmm. Like, 
you and Aaron like he literally looked like a blind man with his like walking sticks always in front of him and then he was wearing this big hat and then on the first day like they put this like um uh die it was like a dead bug basically we sacrificed a bug like r.i.p i'm sorry they they sacrificed this bug and then like drew stuff on our faces with the color of the blood yeah the incas use, use it to dye their clothing and stuff it, yeah it sounds a little barbaric but it was like this cool moment and so they patty's um ink or blood smeared and so we had these rosy little cheeks but it was the blood and you would just see his rosy little cheeks he looked like a, a porcelain doll but you would just see him tapping away with his poles just one in front of the other like a little blind man coming up the mountain you know what was so cool is that he was so confident like he never felt he's like i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna do me bro like i'm just gonna do me y'all run ahead if you want like i'm having my i'm just doing me i'm gonna do my own thing and what he ended up doing was he allowed the other people who wanted to move slower he almost gave he, he did he gave them permission to say like you guys do you you don't need to keep up with anybody have your own experience i got you mm -hmm. you know and it he kind of brought that whole group together where everybody could just kind of relax and go at their own pace and it was super inspiring and one of the girls said that they were like thank you so much for patsy so thank you so much patty for inspiring me and allowing me to have my own journey without feeling pressure to keep up with anybody and it was a really cool moment and i love that he was just so chill and just did his own thing like well, Patty, it's Patrick, but Patty, I call him Patty, P-A-D-D-Y, um, he's still here. And so we went, we got the opportunity to go have drinks with him the other night. It was just him, myself and him, and we were up just talking. And I even said to him, it's the first time I've really ever seen this in a way that from a male point of view, there was no ego and it was just a silent confidence. And it was like powerful, like you could feel it. And it was like really cool to reach the peak and then watch him come up yeah. on his pace. And, we all achieved the same goal. Yeah. Right? It didn't matter how fast you did it. You actually almost, it was harder if yeah. you went too fast, right? So, like, he enjoyed his time, and I just felt, like, really, really proud to watch that as somebody just being able to observe it. Well, because I think you naturally, when you're in a group setting, obviously some people are more competitive than others, but you always have that feeling of, like, oh, like, I need to keep up, or, oh, I'm missing out, or, oh, like, I need to keep up with the group because, you know, whatever. And it's, like, it's very easy to get into that mindset, especially if you're kind of um, not competitive to, like, want to win, but competitive, like, I need to, like, be up with I would even add insecure. Yeah. You go above yourself without knowing your limits. A hundred percent. And so he was really that example for everybody. And I thought that was like really cool of just, again, that confidence of like, I'm going to do me, y'all do you. I will see you at the next stopping point. Peace out. Also, other side note, he's an incredible photographer. Oh, he's God. gotten so many um, <laughs> incredible pictures from this trip. His Instagram is, I think it's at Patty underscore D. B. Is it B? B. Um, and it's yeah, boy. it's, I mean, he's just an incredibly gifted photographer. Yeah, like basically I created a Google file for all of us and I put, uh, Patty's pictures and then everyone else's. Yeah. Like he gets his own file. I mean, they were epic and yeah. he, he stopped along the way and set up his tripod. And, and I think that was like such a, a reminder too, is like, this isn't a race. Like when you're trying to get somewhere quick, 
you're, you, you forget to look up, you forget to pause, you forget to take it all in, to take that beautiful picture, to not just take the picture, but take the picture within your own vision, right? And be quiet and still and take it in and like take a minute. Like it's not a race. It's, okay, it's, Phoebe. You hear my voice? Yeah. I'm literally losing my voice. Yeah. I know. I'm like, it's like so hot right now. Boy, I want to go do karaoke. It's like as I'm continuing to talk, I'm hearing it go, which is like kind of scary. Anyway. Um, so that was the whole side note about Patty, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, wasn't exp- expecting to like go on that. But anyways, it was just, it made, it reminded us all to slow down and take it in. Yeah. And I think that's very important. Going back to what we were saying about the sun gate is how it works is the reason we get up at 3.30 is that you wait you want to be the first in line at the checkpoint because then once you're at the checkpoint, it's kind of like you want to hustle to get through the sun gate to be one of the first groups to get there so you can be one of the first groups to be there, to experience it. And so that's why, full circle, Patty and Kenley were leading us and we were all like hauling ass. Yeah. Like we were like, we want to get there. We want to be one of the first groups. It was like the the stretch, the final stretch. Come on, guys. And we were booking it. They said it was going to take like two and a half hours to get to the sun gate. It took us an hour, like yeah. an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. And that was the whole group. The whole group. Which is funny. It's very tortoise in the hair, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like did his own thing but then when it was time to go let's roll yeah and it, it was cool it was cool to see but the whole sun gate with so basically did you want to continue do you want to let your voice rest i think that was that was it as far as the tattoo came from that so that was the next part of the story so go ahead okay yeah so basically we we're all like well we're at the sun gate we need to take a group picture like we're done like this is amazing like the next stop is going down to machu picchu right and so uh, our guides were like, the fog could clear. It might not. I don't know. Like, it just, it is what it is. And so um, they said it could be an hour. They said it could be noon. Like, who knows? But the crazy thing is, is Machu Picchu was there. We just couldn't see it. Right? Like, it's there. I, I think, like... It was right in front of it's us. right in front of us. And it's just like, you can't see it. But yet, you know it's there. And we took a picture... A group picture and it's just literally a blanket of fog behind us it looks like almost like a screen right and the group moseys on down because we had an hour and a half walk down to machu picchu and one of the guides alfie it's actually adolfo but we nicknamed him alfie which i think it's stuck now um he was like hey can you come over here uh how do i edit this picture and i was like well what do you want to do and he was like i want to draw on it i was like like I didn't really understand what he was like saying. He was like, I want to take my finger and draw on it. So I was like, oh, you hit this button, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm drawing Machu Picchu. And I was like, that's awesome. And then I handed it to him and he was like, it's a surprise. And I was like, cool. So as I'm walking, there was a little gap that um, I had to catch up to the group. And I was thinking, what a cool tattoo. Well, hold on. So you didn't even see what the picture was. So the picture was, so he ended up showing us, was in the fog, he drew a sketch, like stick figure version of Machu Picchu with a couple of birds. And it was this joke. Condors. condors, yeah, which is like their spiritual, spiritual bird. bird, right? And 
it was, we all laughed because they're like, now you have a picture with Machu Picchu through the sun gate. And we were all laughing because he's like, it's right there, you know? So it's like all of us. And then this, this stick figure sketch, nothing fancy, literally just drew with his finger. And it became this like symbol for us of, wow, like we came all of this way. It's right there. We can't see it. And what was funny, what, did you want to say something? Okay. okay. So that, that became like the joke. So Aaron had that thought in that moment, like, wow, like what a cool like top because of what it symbolized. So this, like, I guess what it symbolized was, and I'll just say this part and then you can say whatever, but we ended up continuing down. So we couldn't see Machu Picchu, right? So we're like, okay, cool. Like, let's move on with life. Nobody, we were like, who fucking cares? Honestly, like what we just did was so incredible. Like this journey to get here was so, like that was the magic of this, right? Like just being in nature, being in the mountains, the bonding, the connecting, the quiet. That was such a moment. The breakthroughs. The, the breakthroughs, like, yeah, the letting go of stuff, the healing, the growing, the pushing ourselves, like, we all pushed ourselves out of our comfort zones in so many different ways, so many individual ways, so many group ways. Like there was so much magic that happened on that trail that yes, we were like, damn, that sucks. You can't see Machu Picchu in this moment from this very special spot. But like, who cares guys? Like what we did was such a vibe. So we're like, let's move on move on with life again we didn't sit there looking into the fog like come on like let's move like impatient getting annoyed getting frustrated you know like how you can do sometimes when you're waiting for something like you can get very impatient about it or what was this all worth like we didn't even get to see the view that everybody talks yeah about. we could like we were just like whatever who cares like that was amazing we'll see it if we see it later not a big deal let's move on with life let's let this go and just kind of let's continue on with this journey and so we headed back down into Machu Picchu which again we said it on the other podcast it was like coming from the most tranquil quiet mountains to being thrown into the middle of Disney World in the summer with a million kids like it was such a contrast and shock to our system and so we went in we got coffee we went potty people got snacks we talked we just chilled. We all were like, wow, guys, we freaking did it. Like, we just had those moments. And then we were like celebrities coming down. Because mm-hmm. like, people you know, clapping for us. people had just come up on the bus and like the train, whatever. And like, they saw us all coming down all dirty and smelly from the woods with like, you know, leaves in our hair and like dirt smeared across our face. Yeah, and they were like clapping for us as we were like coming down because you could hear the guides also like telling them like they just they they just came off the hike. So we kind of drew some attention, which was kind of cool. And then people were like asking us like how long we had hiked for, you know, mm-hmm. like days, like in the woods, you know, four yeah, it was like four days. Uh, but anyways, and then what happened? The cloud started to part and Machu Picchu revealed herself, not in the same place we were, but she came. We were patient. We let it go. We didn't obsess about it. And we saw her anyways, you know? And, I and that was cool. The the big moment for me that solidified being worth getting my first tattoo was it almost triggers an emotional feeling now 
in me even like talking about this just because I just felt like what we went through in a beautiful way, not like what I went through in a bad way, like just like what we went through, the journey to get there was the destination. It was what we were there to do, not the big reveal. The big reveal is a bonus, in my opinion. I believe that everybody in their lifetime, if they can, <coughs> should do the Inca Trail just because of all the moments. Um, but the bonus was being able to do it with this group and soon to be the second group. And understanding that there's so many times in life, especially Kim and I chasing this entrepreneurial dream of ours, that the last 10 years, I've just been focused on where we are going to be. I always work every morning on trying to be present and you know what I'm grateful for and try to really hone in. But in all honesty, there's been that little voice in my head for 10 years that said, yeah, this all will be really cool when you are where you want to be. Not that like I'm not happy. It's just like there's that little voice that just says, dude, like, can you imagine if this was your life every day and you need to get there? And I realized that Kim and I have lived, honestly, I'd put it up there against anybody, a beautiful life. Like we have done a really, we've done so many things in the last 10 years that people dream of doing and we've just done it. And I just realized on the top of that mountain and walking down and after what we had went through that like, it's not about that final destination. It's literally about the journey to get there and all those moments along the way, the people you meet, the community you have, the beautiful sights you've seen, the mountains, the water, the nature, the iconic places, the food, the experiences, all of that has shaped the journey of who I am sitting here in this chair right now talking on this podcast. And it just took that moment to really slap me in the face and say, bro, like, stop all the shit. Stop all the anxious energy of trying to, like, grind and reach and grow. And I mean, not grow. That's silly. But be so, like, focused on the destination, right? Because it's like it kept sometimes being that tunnel vision, I think, that we can all get into and we set a goal for ourselves, right? Yeah. So our goal was to work completely for ourselves, to create complete autonomy and freedom in our life, to work from anywhere, to do what we love, to make an impact, to build community, and to be able to support ourselves doing that, right? So that we can transition from working in the hospital. That is our dream, that is our goal. And sometimes you can get so focused on that goal and reaching it in that final destination that you forget to lift your head up, right? And take in. take in the actual journey that leads you to that place that of course you want to go and you're working towards, but that when you get there, there's going to be something else you want to reach and something else you want to reach. So it's never about when I get here, I'm happy. It's being happy and fulfilled and present in every single moment in every single no, step. I'm glad you elaborated on that because I, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you talk, I don't want it to think that I'm that person that's chasing happiness. That's not what I'm doing. Like I've oh, been I know that. extremely happy and I firmly believe that when I reach that, it's not going to make me complete. 
I'm already complete. So I'm not that type of person that just like chases money. And then once they get a whole bunch of money, they feel complete, but they're actually more sad. Like I don't believe in that one, one bit. I'm perfectly happy and super like excited about where we're going and, and the journey that we're taking. What I'm saying is, is I just haven't taken enough moments to let the voice go out of my head to fully be present and not be thinking about next steps mm -hmm. to get to my goal, right? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. And so that moment hit me because if I would have been focusing on the journey, the destination to get to Machu Picchu, to see that sight, to take that picture, to feel that sense of glory, I would have missed the beauty of the four days that we just had, which was more powerful times a hundred than that sun gate. hundred percent. Even if Machu Picchu was visible. hundred percent. Yeah. And so that moment just was really clear. And now I have that stick figure tattoo that I can see every morning. And it's just a constant reminder for me to be like, the beauty is in the moments leading up to the destination. Always. The journey is the destination. And every single step, Right, Every step we took on that trail because we were so present and so intentional with every step because we had to uh, calibrate like our breathing, our pulls, watching our step. Like Everything was so coordinated that it was step by step by step and you took in every step, right? And then you stopped and you took it in and then you had your water and you looked around and then you got back into the next few steps and it was like, you had to be so present just to really get through that journey as well, right? And I think the other part of it too was that just because we didn't see it didn't mean Machu Picchu wasn't there. And I think that's the beauty too is like, you know, we, if you've listened to us for a while, you know that like we are rooted in our faith and we believe God has a plan for us. And we're always listening to that inner guide and that inner intuition and always trust that we're being led in the right direction. And sometimes you can't see things. It doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean you're not in going the right direction. Just you can't see it, but it's right there. And just continuing to just trust that and it will reveal itself. That next step always reveals itself at the perfect moment, at the right time. It's not your job to sit there and, and keep pushing to try to see it. To try, It's like your job to continue moving in life, be present, live fully, live fully self-expressed, trust that it's there, everything that you ever need and that next step will show up at the right time. And like, that's it. And that was such, that small, that super simple sketch was such a reminder of all of that. And it was so powerful, mm -hmm. really. Well, and it shows that, like, I just, again, like, to, I, I feel like you said this, but it's like, I just, it, again, the, the last nail on the, on the coffin, in a way, just to use that term, but just was that I'm not on my timeline, period. I'm on God's timeline. Mm -hmm. End of story. Yeah. So as long as I keep following that next right action, and being present in where I am, I'm going to learn the lessons that I need to achieve my goal because I'm not ever going to veer off that track. That's mm -hmm. very important to me. Mm -hmm. But it's about taking it one step at a time. And I do love that our guides, too, they kept reminding us, guys, 
look behind you. Mm. When have you ever heard anybody tell you to look behind you, mm-hmm. right? Like, unless you're like in a cautionary watch your six, you know, kind of thing. This was like, look behind you to the beauty that you're going to see behind you. The views are gorgeous. Look at where we came from. Mm-hmm. And like really taking those moments and just being like, wow. Like, mm-hmm. I've never stopped to look behind me. Right? Looking then, at the whole journey. Yeah. And yeah, I think a lot of times when, again, when we're, when any of us are working for anything, whatever that quote unquote end destination for you is based on whatever you're working towards in the moment, whatever goal you've set for yourself, big, small. Sometimes we get into that, put your head down and grind and get there. Right. Yeah. That's the business mantra. And even if it's not a business thing, just whatever it is, but you know, and sometimes you need that, that, that fuel is also powerful. There is a time to put your head down and get shit done. A hundred percent. There's times for that. But I think it's that bigger reminder of sometimes we forget to lift our head up and come out of that grind and be like, holy crap. Like just taking in every single moment because before you know it, it's like it's already gone and you've, you've lost out on all these magical moments that have made up your whole life like like you said you and i have our goal has always been to be full-on entrepreneurs working for ourselves period end of story but like we have lived this beautiful life together full of adventure full of travel full of love like we have a beautiful relationship and marriage that we're always you know working on and growing and, and like you know all the things that we've been able to do together and like how aligned we are with our life and our goals and like the people that we've met and just like the the places we've experienced and the adventures we have and the freedom we have i mean we do have a lot of freedom so it's like when you look when you put your head up and even though ascend like quote unquote we haven't made it yet where we're a hundred percent you know, fully on our own, working for ourselves, even though we're getting closer every single day, even though we haven't made it, we live this beautiful life of everything we've always wanted. It can only keep getting better and better and better. And like, let's not lose that. Let's not miss the point that this is our life that we're currently living every single day. This is our life. Correct. It's solidified and ink right now. And so you got the tat. Yeah, so I will say, okay, so Kinley started it off. Mm-hmm. She shows up, like, the day we were all leaving after the uh, farewell dinner, and she's like, look what I got, and she got the drawing. And I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I will say that I have always said, which is kind of another lesson, right? I'm not on my timeline. I'm on God's timeline. And I always said if I get a tattoo, the only reason that I haven't got one yet is I want a tattoo that nobody else has. Right. Everybody has it. <laughs> everybody has it. But I think it. everybody got that tattoo for their own meaning, which I think is beautiful. But secondly, this was our first ever Trav Says trip. Mm-hmm. And that entire group has that tattoo in their own way. And we all added little things. You know, like Patty got the uh, Yuro with the the cross inking cross right and like that meant a lot to him and and i got script and i'm gonna change i actually have to change my first tattoo um go get it redone uh with just one little correction um the trav says t i want the trav says t 
on the the because I've got the journey is the destination. I want that Trev says T on there. Yeah, what I think is cool though is that everyone has their own interpretation or it, 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 sim- it symbolized a similar meaning to all of us, but we all had our own kind of moment with it of how it applied to us specifically and individually, but as a group that was so powerful for everybody, you know? And like, I really wanted to, so I don't have a tattoo and I don't want a lot of tattoos. It's just not my vibe. And so I have, I wanted to get like one tattoo across my wrist. And so I feel like I have one spot on my body for one tattoo and I was going to, I wanted to get the sketch, but then have like a sun because the Incas, uh, their main God is like the sun where they believe they get their, all of their source, all of their energy, everything that they need. And the sun's really symbolic for me as well. Um, and then put the Wairo cause that means luck and protection, uh, which was the name of our group, the bean inside the sun. So that was kind of what I was thinking, but honestly, I'm just, I was scared. I haven't been able to pull the trigger yet. Like, I don't think you're scared. I think it's just not 100% solidified as like, is that the one tattoo I want to get? Right. Yeah. And that's what I said. It's like, if I'm not a hundred percent, then I don't want to do it. Yeah. No, so I'm think, still I'm, I'm still thinking about it. I think lastly, what I wanted to say, I'm not sure if I said it. I apologize if I did, but basically, I just feel so honored that this first group is connected for eternity. We will all share that moment together, and that is fucking powerful. And just the fact that, like, yes, this was our like our first Travis's adventure trip that was a big deal to Aaron and I like we have been wanting to plan something like this for years and years we did it it exceeded our expectations it was such it was so much fun it was such an adventure but the fact that we all had such powerful moments because as you were big on mindset and growth and deep connection and deep thoughts and thinking the fact that like this came out of that group organically like that we're all connected with the, it's just, I don't know. It was just like really cool. It's like just a vibe. It was a total vibe. Yeah. So stay tuned if I get it or not, but mm. I love it. I think you look so hot. It's on his bicep. Well, inner bicep. Inner bicep. And you look super like hardcore gangster. Oh my God. That's not what I was going for. No, I know. Awesome. I, you don't. But I like it. No, I it adds a little, a little spice, a little sass. I like it. Yeah, and it's a story that I'll always have, and that's what I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Like a, a solid reminder. If I'm going to tattoo something on me, I want a solid reminder and a story that I'm proud to tell. Yeah, it's got to mean something. Yeah, and I want it to be a lesson as well. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, real quick, run through. So, okay, we little context. A little context, look, always a little context. Okay. So we weren't sure what we wanted to do when we were leaving Peru. We had gone back and forth of, do we want to go to Bali because we love Bali and it's a magical place. There's such a good group of other digital entrepreneurs there. It's cheap. It's set up for people who want to go into work in online businesses, but also have adventures. I mean, Bali is just the most incredible island. Like so much to do there. So we thought, well, maybe we'll go there. We just, we, were, we weren't sure. And um, we only have, what, a week and a half, two, 10 days, 11 days left here. And we're like, well, we still don't know what we're doing. Okay. So another one of the things that we wanted to do is we've always wanted to 
we always thought we would settle down in the Boulder area of Colorado because we love the mountains. We love that it's an outdoor community, but there's also food. There's Denver. It's a city. There's things going on. So it's kind of, of lots of sunshine. So kind of everything we Seasons. loved. Seasons. We've always been very attracted to Boulder. And one of our best friends used to live there. So we visited her a couple of times. We've never stayed longer, though, than like a week. And so we always said we would love to go and experience, you know, a few months there, like a contract to see what what it would be like. Do we really like it there? What you know, you never really know until you spend time in a place. Okay. So that being said, one of our friends, um, Brooke, who's another traveler, she I had reached out to her. We had kind of talked. She used to work at the Boulder Community Hospital. And we kind of had been talking back and forth about maybe them needing a traveler. So come to find out, they did need a traveler for the end of June. Right on your timeline. Right on my timeline. And that was presented to me. Then I connected with the lead there, the supervisor there. And she was basically like, oh, you're friends with Brooke and Katie. This job is yours if you want it. 100%. I will take it back a little bit. Kim, two days prior came up into the room. I was still kind of in bed, waking up. She had been out for a walk and walking around. She talked to her mom or stepdad and she was like, I just really think I should look into a contract, which was really bizarre coming from you. Um, Not I, a contract, this particular this contract. Particular, yeah. That's what we said. If it was anywhere else in, in the continental US, we would have never even thought twice. Yeah, it wasn't about a contract. It was about that it was bolder. Right. Right. At it, this particular hospital. At this particular hospital, which was supposed to be super chill, seems like an easy gig. And it was in a place that we always wanted to live. And mm -hmm. I thought, wow, like Colorado in the summer, like what a great opportunity. And then also our backpack prototyper is there. Slash super mentor. Super backpack mentor. And so we thought, oh, that would be perfect because we want to do some new designs with the backpack. We would be there in person. Aaron could work with him, whatever. So it seemed like a good fit. It was like I wasn't expecting to take a contract because honestly, like we really, an, another draw to Bali is like we, it's cheap. So like we really wanted to go settle in for three months and treat it like a contract but just really focus all of our energy and all of our time into Travses and all the things that we have to do and want to do. And without one of us working, being able to dedicate all of that time to that, we're like, oh my God, like- Which we've never been able to do. We've never been able to do. So we're like, that would be amazing. Just fully focused on that. What could we do? Treating it like a contract where, you know, we work Monday through Thursday and then we go have adventures on the weekend. So then the Boulder thing came up and it was, basically it was my job. I got it set up with my recruiter. It's my job. Here we go. Nothing was signed. There was no contract. You hadn't even seen the pay package really. It was loose. It was loose. Because they were going to try to get more money because that, that, it was a lower paying contract. Yeah. It was, it was a, a, an average contract, but Boulder is so expensive. So it, it, it didn't really balance out the cost of living and housing. So it was almost like, how are you supposed to support yourself, right? Anywhere else, it would have been fine. So, Well, I mean, not how are you supposed to support yourself. You know what I mean. I mean? That's a little dramatic. I guess I look at it, not support yourself, but like... We were racking in the dough. We, right? we like to save a lot. Yeah. That's important. But then we were kind of like, cool, like, this will just be an opportunity to live in Colorado, be near Eli, you know, have this experience. It won't be like a money-making machine, but it's fine. It's a, it will be, we'll be there for the experience of it. 
So that's what we were going to do. And then last night, we went to dinner. Well, we were walking to dinner, and I don't know how it came up, but one of us mentioned, I think it was Kim, just like started just throwing out numbers of what it was going to cost to get a flight home, to land in Florida, to get all of our stuff, pick up our dog, go to storage, and then how many nights that was going to be. We'd want to see family and say, hey, before we leave again. Which we have to stay in hotels. We have to stay in hotels. And then we'd have to hit the road, and it was a four-day road trip, and then we'd have to find housing. And so all this kind of came up, and it was like crazy because we've been traveling for almost, I mean, August would be 10 years. And I've never really broken down how much it takes with our lifestyle, because usually we do go on big trips internationally, minus COVID, and then come home, or we do cross-country road trips because we always have to head back to Florida. And I've never really just broken down how much it costs us on these intermediate contract road trips. Yeah, like when you actually, when we, so why it triggered this was like, I looked at flights from Peru to Orlando and they were over a thousand dollars. And I was like, I know flights are just expensive right now. And I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, okay, then we have to pick up the Jeep, stay in a hotel for at least four nights in Florida, all the food we eat out every single meal, getting a hitch for the Jeep because we would want to bring some more, like our camping gear and that kind of stuff to Colorado. So we need more room. And then um, I looked into housing just briefly, which I always do before a contract. And the housing was absolutely insane. The short-term housing in Boulder was so expensive. It was going to be like over 3000 a month. And outside of Boulder. Yeah, like the, the whole area was going to be so expensive. So when we really calculated, okay, how much is it going to cost us to get to Boulder? I wasn't going to start working until June 27th, which means I wouldn't get paid till the middle of July, basically, right? Because it's usually two weeks out. Okay, so that would be covering getting to Boulder, a month of housing, which was crazy expensive. And then we would, I would join Pure Bar again. Aaron would join Orange Theory. We would go grocery shopping, all the things. Let's factor it all in. When we really broke it down, it was going to be like over $10,000. We went really light on our estimation. Yeah. If, if we thought it was going to be something, we minus it out by like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And that even came to over $10,000. And really a big chunk of that was uh, housing, right? Housing and flight. And, and the flight, right. Because it was going to be over a thousand dollars each for us to fly home, right? So when we added all of it up, we were like, holy crap. And that's just to get there, get settled in, get me working. And then because the contract wasn't that high, it wouldn't really be enough to make up that loss plus save money. So we were kind of like, okay, well, we would spend this $10,000, say, and I would basically just be working 40 hours a week really just to live in Colorado, um, really not to make up what we spent or anything else. It would kind of be a, a break-even type of a thing. We wouldn't have been able to really save a lot. No, and then on top of that, you're being pulled away 40 hours a week from really hammering the Travis's business. Yeah. And we are right on the cusp. Yeah. We're literally on the cusp. Yeah. Like, yeah, with our website, with our backpacks, like all like 
all, all the things. And so, yeah, so I was like, okay, me being pulled away 40 hours, not being able to put my energy and time like we both really wanted to do with both of us working. Because when Aaron was working in Atlanta, I was all in and that was awesome. And I was really able to move things forward. So we were like, imagine if both of us are doing this, right? So it was like, I'm pulled away for 40 hours a week. When it, again, Colorado would be amazing, but when we really weighed out the options, it was like, we could take this $10,000 and that could be two or three months living in Bali just to get to Colorado. That's not like could be, that is. Yeah. Like it is. It's three months living in Bali. Two or three months, but because of our bills, bills, yeah. But like still, it's, I mean, if you add that up realistically with the rent and how the cost is there and how um, our knowledge of Bali personally and the way that we would do things like, yes, it's two and a half to three months just to get to Boulder is like living in Bali for two and a half, three months. Yeah. So we're like, well, we could take that money. And so I started looking at flights. I did all these different routes and there was a flight from New York to Bangkok. And it was cheaper than our flight from Peru to home. And there was also a flight from Lima to New York that was cheaper than, way cheaper. Yeah. It was like $200 a person, 246 Yeah, so we were like, okay, well, um, we could use our points to book these big flights, which we did. So then we basically got a free trip to Bank- Peru to Bangkok, basically. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go bang, Bangkok to Bali. But it was like one of those moments where we're like, oh my gosh, like if we wouldn't have sat down and really broke this down, because it's Colorado seemed like such a great idea, but we're like, and you know, there's so many places in Bali, like you can rent between 500 and $1,000 a month that are really nice places, like Beautiful. set up for comfort, set up to cook in a kitchen, set up to work, Wi-Fi, like a pool, a pool. So we're like, we could be spending, say, $900 a month in rent in Chenggu or 3000 in Boulder. Like, it's crazy. So anyways, we decided to move forward with going to Bali. And we were like, well, let's just go. It felt right. And we'll give ourselves some time. And then we'll revisit and see where we're at. And maybe we come back to the States from there. I reached out and, and we'll kind of see where we're at. And Colorado is always going to be there. And I reached out to Vicky, who was the the supervisor, and told everything she was going on. And um, she was amazing. And she got back to me, and she was like, "We're always here when you're ready. So you have my contact now. You reach out to me. I'm here." So it was like that felt really good to know. Like, let's go do this, and we can reevaluate from there. But it was like we literally came home and booked our tickets. Did and it was a lot of like different. Um, flights to like organize because it was different legs for different things and then we had to get like a tie pass and all this stuff and we literally came home and like banged it out and booked it in like a matter of an hour yeah no i think it's a kudo moment for us too to slow down look at the step in front of you Mm -hmm. and just really evaluate and get down to micro Mm -hmm. and be like what is the best because there was a, a a gut pull that I've had for a very long time that just feels like we need this three months mm-hmm. and we can afford it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to put us out. Mm-hmm. We're good. Mm-hmm. And so why not? Mm-hmm. Right. And then when all that stuff evaluated, it just gave us the stamp to say, go. 
Yeah. Like, do it. Here's what here's what you need in front of you to make the right decision. And I feel like we would have went to Bali in haste to like go because we felt like that was right. It felt like the right move. This came up. And we would have got there. And I just felt like we would have just been like, what are we doing? Yeah. Right? Like, and it would have taken the experience of living in Colorado and flipped it from what we actually wanted. And I think it would have been a tainted experience of Colorado. Well, right. And I think it's that reminder too of, well, the beauty of what we do for a living or being travelers, right? Is that we do have this kind of freedom in our life to say, hey, no, let's give Bali a try. And maybe after two months, maybe after three months, we're like- after three weeks. Maybe after three weeks, maybe we want to come back home to the U.S. Maybe I end up taking that contract in Colorado. It's there's it's always available to us. It's not going anywhere. There's always contracts. There's always an opportunity to take a gig, make some money, go from there, live in a cool place. So like that's not going anywhere. So like that's the beauty of the freedom that we have. And like again, circling back, like even though eventually we want to work for ourselves fully, being in that gratitude of what we what the freedom we do have. Just to be like, nah, let's put a pin in it. We'll circle back and see if it's available or not, right? Like, and then the other thing was sometimes things feel like they make sense. And based on your goals, right? Because our goal was, yes, we wanted to live in Colorado, but we always want to be continuing to save money and that kind of a stuff right now. And when we put it all on paper, it didn't really make sense for our goals in that moment at that time. We weren't just looking to gallivant around Colorado. We wanted to also be able to make up the difference of what it's cost to get there and save and all of that. So when we wrote it all down, it didn't really make sense and it wasn't actually a good fit for us right now. So with anything, with a contract, like really get clear on what your goal is. Is it about money? Is it just about the area? Is it about something else? And then break it really down. What is it going to cost you to get there? How much is housing? All of that. And then really see if it's a good fit or not. Because we didn't really look at it from that perspective until we sat down and did it. No, I would agree that that's not only for contracts. That's for everything in life. Well, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But I also believe that follow your intuition as well. Yes. Because if we wouldn't have followed our intuition and followed paper to start traveling, we would have never started. That's a good point. Right. Because on paper it said you guys are idiots. Some, Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's because, right, it's like you're always being guided. So like when we started traveling, we wrote everything down on paper. It didn't make sense on paper, but we were like in our guts, in our hearts, we knew we had to do it. We trusted our intuition. Best decision ever. In this case, we wrote it out on paper and it didn't make sense. But our intuition also was like, this doesn't feel right. Go with Bali. Right. And then the doors opened up, the flights opened up, we had the points, everything opened up from there because it was the right thing. Correct. Always listen to your gut because like we said, sometimes on paper it doesn't make sense, but you're, you're just like, eh, no, I'm going to go for it anyways because it feels right. Always trust your gut, but, to, but it helps to put everything out there. Right, because I believe your gut and your intuition is bringing those things to your head to like think about, to say like, why does this feel so difficult to go to Colorado? It shouldn't feel this difficult. It shouldn't be this many steps. It shouldn't be this many roadblocks. Yeah. It should just be easy. Right. And then when we actually made the decision to go to Bali, it just... It just worked. It just and opened literally up. literally, the fog cleared. It, the fog cleared. And there was Machu Picchu. Yeah. 100%. I was also worried about my drug test. That was another huge thing. Because we're drinking coca tea, which you drink here for altitude sickness. And it's like... 
uh, basically you grind up a coca plant and that turns into cocaine. Mm -hmm. So you can pop a positive on a drug screen. So it was like amounts of uh, cocaine metabolites in your system. Yeah. So trying to figure that out. So yeah, there was all these things that kept coming up that were like, ah, this feels like a roadblock at every time. So yes, the fog is cleared. We feel very um, aligned with our decision and we're excited. So on June 3rd, we will leave Peru finally, our home away from home, and we will head to um, Bangkok. Yeah. Okay, it's 4.20. We got to get ready. We have got to go meet our people for dinner. Yep. Um, and next week, we will be on the Inca Trail. Um, so we'll be releasing a podcast again, not on the normal Tuesday, but we will be releasing one. When next, we get back. When we get back. So stay tuned. Debrief on group two. All right, guys. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday or next week. <laughs> next week. Have an awesome week. And send, um, send prayers for the send, second round of Inca Trail. Yes. Send prayers. Send love. Send strength. Right, Bye. Love. Bye.